Well, the music is off, the lights have turned on, and the bouncer has thrown us out of the club that is the NCAA tournament. The Devils lost yesterday in the first round of the big dance to the Buffalo Bulls 91-74, officially bringing their topsy-turvy season to a close. Welcome back everyone to Sparky Talks, the Sun Devil Hoops podcast made by Devil fans for Devil fans. I am your co-host Avery Vitell and I am joined by my friend and basketball know-it-all Caleb Braley. And Caleb, wow, did the Devils run into a well-oiled machine that is Buffalo yesterday or what? No, they really did. It wasn't just ASU uh, didn't quite show up to play. There, there was some poor play on Arizona State's part, but for sure it was a well-coached Buffalo team. They've uh, got so many shooters. Uh, they played big inside. I mean, uh, overall, it was just, uh, just a perfect storm for Buffalo um, yesterday. Yeah, there, there's definitely, you know, some things uh, kind of not going ASU's way, you know, playing two games in, in 48 hours and having to, to travel, um, you know, first to Dayton and then, and then down to Tulsa, and then having, you know, Remy being banged up and even maybe Lou being a little banged up from that fall he had against St. John's. You know, a couple things looking against the, the Devils, and, and they definitely ran into a, a Buffalo team that is, is well-rested and looking to make probably a pretty deep run in the tournament. They, they definitely look like a dangerous team out there. You know, if you guys want to know just uh, some stats from yesterday's game, you know, ASU, you know, shot the ball decently. You know, they did shoot 43% from the field. You know, um, they did have um, 11 turnovers and 26 rebounds. Um, those are kind of like the, the big three that I kind of like to look at after a game to see how a team plays. But, um, you know, Buffalo, they did shoot 52% from the field, so they were definitely on fire, and that was kind of a, what, what uh, kind of did it for them. And definitely the other thing was they had 42 rebounds, and, you know, they, they out-rebounded us on the glass uh, by 16, which is, you know, just not going to get it done, especially, you know, that, that's going to help out when, you know, Buffalo has what was 15 turnovers. So even though ASU did do better turning the ball over less than they did against St. John's, I don't know, it was, it was just a, a, a Buffalo team that played pretty well. Yeah, that was something that we had talked about in the preview of, uh, uh, I, I, we set the line at like 14.5 turnovers. Mm -hmm. We thought if they kept them, uh, if they kept under that, that they'd do pretty well. They did keep it under that, yeah. but with the amount of offensive rebounds they yeah. gave up, uh, I mean, they were, they might as well have turned the ball over, uh, you know, 15, 16, 17 times right. with, the, with the extra possessions that they gave to Buffalo. You just can't. A team that can shoot the ball that well, um, that can score that well, you can't give them that many extra shots. You yeah. just can't beat them. Yeah, you know, in Buffalo, on those second chance points, they had 16 of those. You know, and the Devils only had five second chance points. So that that's definitely a, a place that really kind of hurt ASU in that game. You know, moving on to a, a couple individual stats for the, for the Devils. Uh, our leading scorer from yesterday's game was Island Cheatham with 22 points. Uh, Cheatham also had eight rebounds, which was the best on the team, and and also uh, Cheatham and Remy both had three assists. So you know Cheatham playing in his last game as a Devil definitely balled out and had a really great game. You know, but um, this also kind of shows that no other Devil really. You know, there was a couple that had had good games. You know, Romello White had 12 points on five of five shooting. So you know, two big guys that definitely needed to have a good game against Buffalo's big men did, but. You know, um, here are a couple keys. Rob Edwards, six points on one of nine shooting. You know, Lou Dort had 12 points, but only one for seven from three-point land. And, and Remy, Remy Martin being hobbled with his, his hurt groin had only six points, 
three assists and four turnovers. So again, a, a assist to turnover ratio that is less than one when you're averaging two and a half. Um, definitely, I think that injury definitely was still kind of plaguing him a little bit there. But Caleb, who, who do you got for your one point shot award? Uh, so one point shot goes to Kamani Lawrence. Uh, we've been talking about him since we started this podcast that he has been looking better out there, a little more confident, and he's been taking good shots. And um, that was that was the case yesterday. It was uh, no one's shots were really falling, but Kamani was able to at least get a couple shots going. And um, so uh, one point shot definitely goes to Kamani. Yeah, you know, didn't have the the highest scoring total yet, only only a nine points, but again. Pretty efficient shooting, went three from three, three for six from, from the field, which is pretty good. Played 21 minutes, so his minutes are being bumped up uh, over this past couple games. I think that's one in part to Remy playing a little bit less with his groin injury, having Lou Dort play more of that, that point guard position, so Kamani definitely needs to, to step up. But I think this has been uh, a pretty good couple games for him to build confidence in the next season, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a little bit. But my two-point shot award goes to Ramallo White. Like I said earlier, he did have 12 points on 5 of 5 shooting, and he did go 2 for 3 from the line, uh, the free throw line. So, you know, good. But I'd say the only thing that kind of hurt Ramallo was he only did have three rebounds, and we, we already talked about just how lackluster the, the Devils were on the board. So, you know, that could have been better but overall a, a, a pretty good game from Romello. Yeah he played really solid. And then uh, our three-point shot is uh, Zylan Cheatham. Uh, Zylan honestly this we don't make this tournament without without Zylan yeah. Cheatham uh, so him transferring to Arizona State this year was big. Um, made awesome plays all season and uh, just gave it his all even in the last game so um, for sure hat off to him did a great job uh, despite you know the the results of the game. Yeah, it's definitely going to be d tough not seeing him in a, a Sun Devil jersey next year. You know, for a guy that only played one year at this school, it, it seemed like he had like such a, a big lasting effect on the program and it seemed like it, he, this was like his fourth year playing and, and not just his first. So, you know, hats off to Zylan playing well in his last game. and. You know, I just want to touch on a, uh, a point about Buffalo's team stats. You know, in, in our last podcast, Caleb and I touched on three players that we felt a need uh, for you guys to keep an eye on uh, for Buffalo, and that was uh, Massenburg, Perkins, and Harris. And those three were their top scorers. You know, Massenburg had 18, uh, Perkins had 21 points, and Harris also had 21 points. And, and Perkins and Harris also had 10 rebounds, so they both had a had a double double so those three guys that the devils needed to kind of keep a handle on in order to win definitely balled out and was really part of the reason why buffalo beat arizona state by 17 points but you know kind of moving forward and we've kind of talked this a, a little bit but I, I definitely want to get a little bit more in depth here is you know why did asu lose and i think the the main reason is that rebounding margin that was a minus 16 for the Devils. You know, all season, ASU has kind of touted themselves as a, a big squad that can rebound the ball well. And I believe that they've been averaging a, a four and a half more rebounds a game than, than their opponents. So 
that's definitely something that is key to them to winning games and it was something we touched on in the podcast before that they didn't do well against a, a smaller St. John's team that they needed to do better against a, a bigger Buffalo team and, and wasn't able to get it done. You know, Buffalo's no slouch on the boards. They're top five, a top five rebounding team in the country. You know, so that definitely is harder to rebound a team against like Buffalo versus a team like St. John's. And again, like Buffalo had 16 second chance points. ASU only had five. That's it's tough to come back from, Caleb. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a big part of the Devils game is obviously those second chance points and just working for extra possessions and. Um, it seemed that they got outworked by Buffalo just about all game. Every loose ball, uh, everything Buffalo outworked them. And yeah. they were getting all the extra shots, extra possessions, and yeah, it really, really killed us. Yeah. And, and secondly, I think that the shooting abilities definitely was a catalyst to, to them losing. They went, ASU went 3 of 22 from behind the arc. Uh, Rob Edwards and Lou Dort combined for 1 of 13 from beyond the arc. That's you know the the Devils all season haven't been a good three pointing three point shooting game uh, team, and but they they sometimes play like really well from behind the arc. And other te- other games it seems like they're just completely just not shooting the ball well. And, and I think the the big indicator is always Rob Edwards. And and for me he seems like a light switch. He's either like on or he's off. His, his shot is either falling or it's just like com- it's just completely off just not happening and which is tough you know you you would think if you know a guy you know comes out not shooting the ball well and is able to at least like morph it into something manageable by the end of the game you get a couple of them down and it seems like for him you know when that shot's not going it's definitely not not falling and I don't know like this team when when that three-point shot isn't isn't going they almost seem to, to try to shoot themselves out of it which is bad for a, a team that already is kind of bad at three-point shooting and you know Cheatham and White had 34 points total you know those are our two big men I mean they were obviously having good games and I I think they should have tried to feed them more I know that they were down the majority of the game to Buffalo and they were trying to get back into it and the best way to get back into it is by making those threes but when you're not a good three-point shooting team and it's not falling, why not get it to your big man who's already having a good game and try to get them at more? I don't know. Yeah, it was it was frustrating to watch. They they weren't hitting they weren't hitting their shots at all. I mean, it was it was painful. They they weren't even close yeah. <laughs> for majority of the game. And uh, yeah, they tried to shoot themselves out of it. And each shot was just worse and worse and yeah. worse. They were just digging themselves in a deeper hole. And yep. yeah, it was obvious that. Uh, you know, Cheatham uh, uh, was able to score inside pretty well, and Romello was able to score inside yeah. pretty well. And you, you know, you wish that they could have uh, tried to work it in the paint more, uh, but you know, in the end, they shot themselves in a hole, and it was tough to come back tough from. Tough to come out of it. Yep. And that kind of goes into my last point here pretty well. Is was there a little bit of fatigue on the Devils' part? You know, it's tough to tell. You know, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to use that as an excuse about why they lost. But just kind of here's a little timetable of what happened. You know, after finding out they needed to play in Dayton on, on Sunday, they flew to Dayton on Monday morning. You know, um, they played in Dayton on, on Wednesday night. You know, they won, uh, needed to get to Tulsa. So at 2.30 in the morning, you know, they fly out of Dayton to Tulsa. They get in the Tulsa around 4.30 in the, in the morning. 
12 hours later, they're on the court practicing, and then they have a, their game at 3 o'clock, their you know, central standard time on Friday. That's tough. I mean, I, I know I've flown around that much before going, going across the country, and, and it, takes it, it takes it out of you, you know? And I'm not even playing, you know, competitive basketball. I, you know, I'm just a normal person just flying just wants to, you know, take a couple days to rest and stuff and energize. And, you know, I heard um, on the their, their, their Sun Devils radio broadcast after the game, you know, one of the assistant coaches came, came down and talked. And, you know, he said it was pretty evident that with about 12 minutes left in, in the first half, a lot of the players didn't seem to have the normal pop that they usually do uh, coming off the bench. And that was right around the time that the Devils lead was uh, taken over by Buffalo and they never kind of looked back. So I don't want to use it as an excuse, Caleb, but I think fatigue definitely plays a part in this. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they they started off so hot and they were looking so good and yeah. then it just seemed that team completely disappeared. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, I think fatigue played a role. There, and, there were a lot of things, but fatigue was definitely yeah. a part of and it. And I think that's kind of the, the frustrating thing is that they looked so good coming out of the gate. You know, we, we said it, we are like, wow, like, last two games, like, right out. Like, usually the Devils, there's sometimes there's games where they look just completely slow out of out of tip-off, and they kind of dig themselves a hole, and it's tough for them to get out of it. But the last two games, they've definitely shown a, a, a more energy coming out of out of the first half. And, you know, that's the, the frustrating part is seeing that and then see them just kind of, fall off and, and Buffalo just kind of hand it to them. It's, yeah, it was, you know, disappointing to, to say the least. And, you know, kind of moving on, you know, it's tough in this moment to kind of look at, you know, strengths to kind of build off of. But, um, you know, one thing I think we kind of have to look in a positive light is that our main core is coming back next year. You know, we're still a pretty young team. You know, I, I know Remy's coming back, Rob Edwards is coming back, Ramilla White's coming back, Kamani Lawrence is coming back. All four of those guys play a, a pretty big key in this game, in the, on this team, excuse me. And so that's good to, you know, get them, you know, one more year of experience. And I'm excited to see where Remy's at next year, as big of an improvement as he has made from freshman year to sophomore year to this year. I'm glad, uh, excited to see where he goes to in junior year. And, and also, Caleb, you know, another year under Bobby Hurley, another year of this culture. And, the, you know, although the trajectory might be not be climbing as high as what we might want as fans, you know, it is definitely improving. So hopefully still kind of moving, moving forward again starting next year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be another solid season. Uh, Bobby has shown to be a competent coach. Uh, you're going to compete, uh, compete every night. Um, every year under him it seems and um it is good that we'll have that young core back yeah we're losing cheatham probably going to lose dort but uh, i'm excited to see where remy's at i'm especially excited to see kamani lawrence next mm -hmm. year i think he can make a big jump yeah. especially with how he finished out the season i think uh that can carry into next season so there's a lot to be excited about um going into next year yeah you know and kind of looking at the the other side of the coin here caleb what's your your biggest concern looking forward to next year uh i just uh just the fact that the pac-12 will be uh more competitive next mm -hmm. year um it was uh, kind of a slouch this year for the most part most teams were just lacking uh 
severely, but mm -hmm. I think next year uh, we're going to see a rejuvenated Pac-12 conference, so it's going to be more p competitive for uh, for our guys out there. So I guess we'll see how they handle conference play. Yeah, you know, that's definitely a concern of mine. Arizona's bringing in the number one recruiting class in the nation, so they're going to be great again next year. And, you know, USC has the number four uh, re recruiting class in the nation and Oregon number 11. So teams that might have had a, a little bit of an off year last year, definitely bringing in some some strong recruits. And, you know, we'll see. You know, I know the Devils kind of have a, a half step a, on a lot of the teams in the conference right now, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see next year when this conference is back to it, its normal strength where where the Devils kind of fall out. But um, I think my biggest concern is losing Zylan and, and probably Lou Dort. You know, I think we're going to lose uh, Dort to the NBA draft. You know, in Zylan we lose uh, as being a fifth-year senior. You know, Zylan is our top rebounder on the team, and Lou Dort is our top scorer. So two really big stats right there, you know, we're losing. So I'm part excited, part worried about who's going to kind of pick it up. You know, between, I think, Kamani, uh, and Kamani Lawrence, Tayshawn Cherry, and Rob Edwards all have to make, you know, pretty big strides next year in order to pick up or fill those shoes, you know, metaphorically speaking. So, I don't know, that's definitely a question mark of mine kind of moving forward. So, Caleb, you know, as we kind of wrap things up here, what's uh, your big takeaway from yesterday's game? Well, the biggest takeaway is that uh, Devils aren't all the way there yet. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, they definitely aren't at the point of being contenders, but um, we can be happy that they're at least uh, a tournament team. Um, I think that they showed early. They, they did belong in the tournament. They just couldn't hang with Buffalo down the stretch. Yeah. So I think there's reason to be uh, hopeful because they show that they are a team that belongs in the tournament this year. And... Uh, then the other thing is that they still have a long ways to go, uh, for sure. Yeah, m m kind of my big takeaway overall is, you know, a, a burned out and hobbled Sun Devil team went up against a, a well-rested Buffalo team playing stellar basketball and, you know, just couldn't keep up down the stretch. And, you know, I think the Devils had overall a pretty good year, you know, and you, you got to look at this as an improvement over years past definitely so as tough as this loss might come and you know definitely a, a recency bias you know being disappointed right now but overall big picture programs moving in the right direction and uh, I think this is we'll, we'll end it here guys you know thank you all for listening to this episode of Sparky Talks in our next episode we will be breaking down the Sun Devils season in depth so be on the lookout for that here coming in the next couple days and along with recording this podcast on the Anchor app, uh, we are also on SoundCloud and Pocket Cast as well. So wherever you guys you know want to listen to, you know we're on that. So give us some love on those platforms as well. And if you have any questions at all, you know feel free to tweet us at our official Sparky Talks Twitter account, which is Sparky underscore Talks. You know, so if you have any questions that you want answered in the next podcast tweet us out there and we'll make sure to answer it here on the next show and Caleb as always it's been a pleasure yeah for sure I mean it's a bummer the devil season's over but there there's still a lot to cover still a lot to uh, a lot to be excited about going forward so we look forward to uh, talking about that uh, as time goes on so yeah thanks for tuning in guys forks up <laughs>